0: We are the ones
1: who will never be broken. With our final breath... Hello, folks, and thank you once again for coming to Bard's Logic Political Talk, part of a growing conservative conversation, and also part of the Patriot Journalist Network. And you can find the Patriot Journalist Network by going to www.patriotjournalist.com. Tonight we're going to have an exciting show talking about the Iowa caucus uh, that we just had on Monday, and we'll be talking about uh, the polls, the results, those who have dropped out, those who are still in. We'll be talking about delegate counts, things of that nature. And so if you'd like to chime in, just give us a call at 347-945-7428. And put the push the one on your number dial, and we'll get you into the show. And, and also, while you're waiting, uh, just check out the website at www.bardslogicpoliticaltalk.com, where you can check out the new pages, which are the Newsmax TV page, where you can watch live video from the page, as well as the brand new Bards Logic newsroom, where you will see articles. Uh, that you'll be able to get uh, from the webpage as well. So check that out at www.BardsLogicPoliticalTalk.com. And uh, we'll appreciate uh, you checking that out and also uh, sharing out the link by going to the contact page. You'll see the letter there that I send out to the folks on the email list. Uh, You can just copy and paste that uh, to your own post there in your email and send out the people on your email list, and that's one way we can share the information and the topics uh, for our nights here on the show. Of course, as you know, all the shows here are podcasts. So what did things go on Monday night? Well, I watched uh, a lot of the things on CNN come in and uh, someone on Fox News, and of course, you probably all well know Of course, that Ted Cruz was the winner of the Iowa caucus by four percentage points, uh, which, of course, if you've listened to the show before, you know that I've been saying that for quite some time, uh, that Ted Cruz was going to win Iowa. I had no doubt even though we've seen some surges from uh, both Donald Trump and Marco Rubio there. And we do have uh, his acceptance speech where I'll uh, maybe be playing it. We do have it in its entirety. I know it came uh, not until late, and so uh, we'll probably be able to play that for us so you can hear it in its entirety, uh, which is the about 30-something minutes long. uh, So we may or may not uh, play that. If I was going to, I was going to do it in the beginning of the show, uh, which I still may do. Uh, So we'll uh, check that out as well as... uh, go over some audio that was uh, given over to me about Rush Limbaugh and Rubio, and we'll talk more about that, of course, uh, as well. But anyway, as I said, he only won by four uh, points with uh, Trump coming in second place uh, with uh, 24%, and Rubio coming in place with 23%. Of course, uh, as you probably heard that a lot of folks are, Saying that Rubio was actually the biggest winner of the night with his uh, surge, and we'll see how that goes uh, on to New Hampshire, where Donald Trump has uh, the lead there. Uh, but a lot of folks uh, were uh, hoping that, you know, we'll see more about uh, Ted Cruz and uh, Rubio and see if those are going to uh, make any difference in New Hampshire and then moving onward. And so, why don't we go ahead and let me see if I can find that? And it was a pretty lengthy uh speech that he had there and so we'll uh look at this and get this on for you. Uh but while we're waiting for that, let's go ahead and where I mentioned the Patriot Journalist Network. So let's hear from them uh briefly. And of course, as I said, you can see them at w And I'll tell you what, folks, I'm going through my audio clips here, and there is just so many here uh, that i they go through anymore. I'm going to have to go through my files and kind of delete some of these. But anyway, uh, here is the Patriot Journalist Network.
2: You're not just listening to a show. You're part of the powerful voice of the conservative conversation on Blog Talk Radio. Nothing worthwhile has ever been accomplished without teamwork. PJNet invites you to help make a difference by adding your voice to the team grassroots conservatives working together to take our country back. To find out more, check out the PJ Net hashtag and visit our website at patriotjournalist.com. Let PJ Net add our muscle to your hustle.
1: And of course, as I said, that is the Patriot Journalist Network at ww patriotjournalist.com, and I was hoping to be able to find that audio for you folks of his speech from the Iowa caucus, but for some reason, unfortunately, I am not finding that here because I know, as I said, it came late, so a lot of folks probably are only seeing clips, uh, but while I'm looking for that, uh, the share for the folks, let's go ahead and to bring in Susan, thank you very much, Susan, for coming to the show. How are you tonight?
3: Oh, I'm fine, thank you. So you're going to talk about Rubio, huh? Oh, uh.
1: <laughs> no, yeah, well, we're going to talk about Rubio. We'll talk about Cruz. We'll talk about Trump. Uh are we probably going to talk about Hillary Clinton uh, and her vulnerability. I mean, who would have thought when the primary started that there would actually be a point two... Okay, a point two to point four difference percent difference between what Hillary Clinton got and what uh, Bernie Sanders got. I mean, that's just that's just
0: amazing.
1: <laughs> I mean, I was kind hey, hoping I, that I'll, I'll see Sanders I, could pull it out. To be honest, I
3: told you, I told you, and you didn't agree with me, Rob yeah, Bernie. I said he's coming, and you know what? He yeah, won, I, I still but... don't. I,
1: yeah, I still don't see I don't I still don't think he can win the um I still don't think he can win the the nomination, but you know what? Uh, he's definitely giving her a uh a run for the money, isn't he?
3: Yes, he is, and I uh I uh, my friend Carol, she likes Trump and she likes Sanders. Uh that's a strange combination, but she does. And uh, she, Interesting. She said to me, the coin toss, and I posted in my group, I said, hey, I didn't know this was the Super Bowl or football, and it was going into overtime, <laughs> but they're going on on coin tosses just like this. And uh, in my opinion, if she won them, all of them, uh, I think CoinGate, like Tom Brady and the Belichick, because they win all their coin tosses strangely. I said, I think
1: they called Belichick and asked him what his trick was <laughs> to win the coin tosses. So. Yeah, what they would have definitely, I think it's definitely a, a win for Bernie Sanders, uh, that's for certain. Uh, I mean, coming that close uh, with Hillary Clinton would be, uh, you know, just it's just phenomenal for him. You know, we'll see how that, we'll see how that goes. Uh, Now, so now I'm not as distracted, uh, looking for the uh, victory speech, and now I know why. I usually have these in alphabetical order, and I was looking under Ted instead of his last name. (laughs) So, uh, now, did you get the opportunity to listen to uh, Cruz's victory speech? Uh,
3: To whose victory speech?
1: Yeah, for the Iowa caucus? Uh,
3: No, I didn't. I I saw something else, and so...
1: Yeah, and I imagine that a lot of folks uh, did not uh, see that or hear that because it came on pretty late. I guess it was around mm, probably about eleven, twelve o'clock Eastern time. And I know a lot of folks probably just waited. And then, of course, you know, when they we're on the pundits and all the shows, the next day they're not going to show the, uh, you know, the, the whole speech in its entirety. And so that's why I decided to uh, have the whole speech. Uh, so it can be provided for the folks in the audience who would be interested in listening to it. It is a lengthy speech, but uh, we can uh, go ahead and play that in the beginning so that we can give folks uh, ample time to uh, listen to the speech and then come with their comments and come to the show here. And so let me go ahead and play the victory speech from Ted Cruz and his win in the Iowa caucus.
4: God bless the great state of Iowa. Let me first of all say, to God be the glory. Tonight is a victory for the grassroots. Tonight is a victory for courageous conservatives across Iowa and all across this great nation. Tonight, the state of Iowa has spoken. Iowa has sent notice that the Republican nominee and the next president of the United States will not be chosen by the media. Will not be chosen by the Washington establishment will not be chosen by the lobbyists, but will be chosen by by the most incredible, powerful force where all sovereignty resides in our nation by we, the people, the American people. Tonight, thanks to the incredible hard work of everyone gathered here, of courageous conservatives across this state, we together earned the votes of 48,608 Iowans. <laughs> to put in perspective your incredible victory that you have won tonight, that is the most votes ever cast for any Republican primary winner. Tonight is a victory for millions of Americans who have shouldered the burden of seven years of Washington deals run amok. Tonight is a victory for every American who's watched in dismay as career politicians in Washington in both parties refuse to listen and too often fail to keep their commitments to the people. (laughs) Tonight is a victory for every American who understands that after we survive eight long years of the Obama presidency, that no one personality can right the wrongs done by Washington. The millions who understand that it is a commitment to the Constitution, to our shared insistence that we rise and return to a higher standard, the very standard that gave birth to the greatest nation that the world has ever known. to the revolutionary understanding that all men and all women are created equal. That our rights do not come from the Democratic Party or the Republican Party or even from the Tea Party. Our rights come from our Creator. And the federal government's role, the federal government's responsibility is to defend those fundamental rights, to defend us. And while Americans will continue to suffer, under a president who has set an agenda that is causing millions to hurt across this country, I want to remind you of the promise of Scripture. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy... Cometh in the morning. Tonight, Iowa has proclaimed to the world, morning is coming. Morning is coming. From day one, This campaign has been a movement. From millions of Americans across this country to organize, to rally, to come together, whatever Washington says, they cannot keep the people down. And tonight is a testament to the people's commitments, to their yearnings to get back to our core commitments, free market principles constitutional liberties and the judeo-christian values that built this great nation. When the Washington lobby has settled on other candidates in this race. When the media in one voice said a conservative cannot win. Nationwide over 8 100,000 contributions poured in to TedCruz.org as courageous conservatives said, yes, we can. 800,000 contributions at TedCruz.org with an average contribution of $67. That is the power of the grassroots. But it's more than that. It's 12,000 volunteers here in the state of Iowa. It's over 200,000 volunteers all across this great nation. You know, during the course of this campaign, people have asked Heidi and me, Are you tired? And I will admit, it is 16, 18 hours a day, six, seven days a week. We are not tired at all. To the contrary, we are inspired by each and every one of you. I leap out of bed every morning amazed that at a time when our country is in crisis, every one of us has the opportunity to stand and lead that we have been put in a place of leadership for such a time as this. I'm inspired by the stories of heroism. That I see every day. Working men like Jerry Dunleavy from Columbus, Ohio, who requested an entire month off his job to come to Iowa to live at Camp Cruz and to volunteer full time. When his employer refused to give him the time off, Jerry quit his job and came anyway. And I love the great state of Iowa. I'm inspired by the stories of heroism that I see every day, working men like Jerry Dunleavy from Columbus, Ohio, who requested an entire month off his job to come to Iowa to live at Camp Cruz and to volunteer full-time.
1: No, the loop, folks. I apologize for that, but it'll continue on after
4: that. When his employer refused to give him the time off, Jerry quit his job and came anyway. And I love the great state of Iowa. I'm inspired by people like Elliot Gazer and Josh Hammer, students at the University of Chicago, who spent their winter break at Camp Cruz. But they didn't stop there, they came back this weekend, they hit the phones and they hit the pavement, campaigning so that students across this country upon graduation, rather than having mountains of debt, will instead have two, three, four, five high-paying job offers and a chance at the American dream. I'm inspired by people like Alexandra Zika, a 13-year-old girl from Lubbock, Texas, who yesterday at our campaign headquarters made 823 volunteer calls. That has always been the strength of this campaign. Are the men and women gathered here and courageous conservatives standing up and speaking out and lifting us up in prayer, lifting this country up in prayer each and every day? And let me say, our leadership team, our Iowa State Chairman Matt Schultz, what an extraordinary job. You have done organizing a grassroots army and let me say to our Iowa state director Brian English what an amazing job Brian has done. And to our national co-chairmen Bob Vanderplas and Steve King These men have become dear and trusted friends. They are warriors. They are men of principle. They stand and speak the truth. They stand to defend their values. And let me tell you, these leaders, day after day, week after week, have been crawling under broken glass with knives between their teeth. I'm grateful for the support, the early support of my friend, Steve Dace. We're grateful for the over 150 pastors across the state of Iowa who joined our team to energize people of faith. We are grateful to the state senators, to the state representatives, to the volunteer leaders in each of the 99 counties who stood up and said, we will be heard and this will be decided by the grassroots. And then I am so grateful to national leaders, people like Dr. James Dobson. and Tony Perkins, and Phil Robertson, and Governor Rick Perry, and Glenn Beck, leaders who have stood and led bringing together and coalescing conservatives here in Iowa and all across the country. You want to know what scares the Washington cartel? Actually, not remotely. I don't scare them in in the tiniest bit. What scares them is you. What scares them is that the old Reagan coalition is coming back together of conservatives. We're seeing conservatives and evangelicals and libertarians and Reagan Democrats all coming together as one, and that terrifies Washington, D.C. And so to the people of Iowa, Heidi and I say thank you for your incredible hospitality. Thank you for your love. Thank you for welcoming us into your homes, into your living rooms. Thank you for welcoming my father to preach from the pulpits of your churches. And let me say to my parents, Mom, thank you for the incredible, unconditional love that you have given me every day of my life. The knowledge that whatever I might do, whatever I might say, that my mother loves me. To my cousin who who is like a sister to me. We grew up together. I love you, Bebes. And to my dad. A man who came from Cuba at age 18 with nothing with $100 in his underwear. He doesn't carry money in his underwear anymore. A man who was imprisoned, who was tortured, who washed dishes making 50 cents an hour, who has lived the American dream, and a man who is today a pastor traveling the country preaching the gospel. my dad is 76 years old and yet he's got the energy of a teenager and dad you have been my hero my whole life I love you dad when the sun rises tomorrow This campaign will take the next step. We will continue to campaign the same way, sitting down person to person, leader to leader, VFW Hall to Dunkin' Donuts, returning to the great state of New Hampshire. And let me speak for a minute to the men and women of the state of New Hampshire. 36 years ago, you welcomed to the Granite State a candidate running for president who was also deeply disliked by the Washington establishment and the Washington cartel. A candidate who had been dismissed outright by the media. Some polls had him 15 to 20 points behind. But you refused to let the establishment and the cartel and the media do your thinking for you. You refused to let them tell you how to vote. You wanted a candidate who didn't adopt his positions because of the latest opinion polls, but instead because of a deep and underlying conservative philosophy that grounded him so that he knew exactly what he believed, exactly what the principles were that built this great nation. And so tonight I want to say to the people of New Hampshire, thank you for what you did 36 years ago. Thank you for giving America and the world, and yes, history itself, our 40th President of the United States, Ronald Wilson Reagan. And I ask the people of New Hampshire and the people of South Carolina, and the people of Nevada, and the people of the Super Tuesday states on March 1st, to each of you, do not listen to our words. Do not listen to the rhetoric from campaigns, but rather hold each and every one of us accountable, hold me accountable, and hold every other candidate accountable to be a consistent conservative. If you want a candidate to repeal Obamacare, then support a candidate who has led the fight to repeal Obamacare. If you want a president to stop amnesty, to secure the borders and keep us safe, then support a candidate who has led the fight to stop amnesty, to secure the borders, and to keep us safe. If you want a candidate to support life and marriage and religious liberty, then support a candidate who has spent decades of his life fighting to defend life and marriage and religious liberty. If you want a candidate to defend the Second Amendment right to keep and bear arms, Then ask of every candidate, where were you in the spring of 2013 when Barack Obama and Harry Reid and Chuck Schumer tried to undermine the Second Amendment right to keep and bear arms? If you want a candidate who will stand unapologetically with the nation of Israel, then support a candidate who has led the fight over and over again to stand by our friend and ally, the nation of Israel. And if you want a commander-in-chief who will fulfill the most solemn obligation of the president to keep this nation safe, then support a candidate who has demonstrated the commitment, the judgment?
1: I had to unmute myself. So yeah, as, as Kelly pointed out in the the text, I just uh, got some moments ago. The rest is kind of uh, pretty boring of his speech. Uh, So I'll just go ahead. It's still another 11 minutes, but I want to go ahead and get some folks in. So we do have Kelly on the line as well as Sarah and Chuck, so let's go ahead and bring them in. Uh, So let's go ahead and start with you, Kelly. Uh, Thank you very much, Kelly, for coming to the show out here tonight.
5: Hey, I'm doing okay. Uh, Yeah, was real interesting. I talked to a number of friends before the caucus. Um, A lot of them didn't like Trump. So uh, the evangelical swing towards uh, Cruz is is understandable. Um, You know, I I like a lot of things Cruz has done. For example, his amicus curiae to support states' rights. In the um, federal case, uh, Bond versus United States was really good. Uh, So obviously he's a states' rights guy. That's what I am. Um, Today, Trump, or was it yesterday? Trump was calling on... uh, there's one little problem that we gotta solve, which is that Ted Cruz, you were born in Canada. Which I talked about before in the show, Minor versus Half Percent, Eighteen seventies case It talked about both parents have to be Americans and you have to be born on American soil. Basically unless you're a missionary or a uh, soldier. So that's kind of interesting. Rubio surging in the in the poll, surge, surge, surge says in the surge, surge when you start hearing that kind of junk You start to realize who the establishment candidate is by how the press is. Oh, surge, 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 really? Yeah, okay, whatever. But, um, you know, Trump was ahead in Iowa 10 to 15 percent, and all of a sudden it's only one percent point. Was it 28 for Cruz in Iowa, 24 for Trump, and 23 for uh, um, Rubio? So, you know, it's just interesting. um, Question: You got the other scenario, too, where. um, even Donald Trump's commented on, on this. Um, at like the 11th hour before the caucus, ads started coming out as well as uh, Twitter things and texts that, uh, and it came from the Cruz campaign that uh, Ben Carson had quit in Iowa to vote for me. And it got so severe that the uh, top, um, Iowa Attorney General was looking into this. It was essentially perjury, wow. you know. I'm not sure if it came from Ted Cruz himself. Probably not, if he'd have the sense not to do something like that. But it came from his campaign staff. Well, what's going on with the campaign staff? Well, in 12, I remember um, the Gingrich and Ron Paul folks, they had infiltrators from other campaigners, you know, like Mitt Romney mm-hmm. and others. So you, you've got these games. What very right. possible, what happened here with this? Um, you know, and they were putting ads out, too, that uh, – Donald Trump supports Obamacare. That is not true. <laughs> it does not. He wants to repeal Obamacare. And so Cruz is coming out in line, and he see some dirty tricks, which may have pushed uh, votes away from Trump to Rubio and Cruz. Um, the Ben Carson, those that actually believed that um, Ben Carson quit, they would have had to quickly find somebody else who to vote for. Um, just some really dirty politics going on here. And we're going to see how this plays out. But Donald Trump is like, who are these people? They pull these dirty tricks. Um, I heard a clip today from Alex Jones on uh, Donald Trump commenting on this stuff. Um, it's just surprising. Um, it's really it's really going to hurt Cruz going into New Hampshire, whether he did it or not, or whether a paid saboteur at the top put this um, together. I'm not sure. But um, it's the appearance of evil that... Uh, Cruz is going to have to suffer through in, in New Hampshire, which of course is next week. So I mean this is already getting interesting. If you want to go to the Democratic side, um it was forty nine point something for Bernie Sanders and forty nine point something for Hillary Hillarys hilarious I'm sorry, Hillary Clinton. Um and uh so that's like whoa, 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 what's going on here? Forty nine point, forty nine point Well, do you know that the Iowa caucus was counted by Microsoft? It was a Microsoft app on phone. In other words, um, you get down to the caucus, which I've been to because I was born and raised in Iowa. You, 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 you're handed, um, on the Republican side, you're handed a little three-by-five card. You write down what president you want, they collect them, they count them, and uh, they announce the winner. Well, this time, um, to get instant results, they would open up their Microsoft app, and they'd go ahead and send it to the... Republican headquarters. I know somebody who contacted the Secretary of State. Huh. Uh, do you know this is illegal? Essentially it, it, yeah, it, I didn't this hear this anything about states. that either. Yeah, well yeah, isn't that a surprise. I found that I went to watch the vote. We've got eyes and ears all over the place. We were the ones respond, uh highly instrumental in, in truing the vote back in 12 when it got switched from Romney to Santorum. That was us. And so we got these eyes and ears, uh, literally all over the country. Our conference calls that weekend were People from all over the country and we didn't even hear about i didn't hear about this until uh was it wednesday i was like what microsoft i called a buddy in mine. he he was not happy um you know the bottom line with electronic election is that the second you're able to turn into electrons it is so easy to manipulate it with one line of computer code uh hidden mm-hmm. amongst, uh ten thousand lines you'll never find and in addition to that you have um Supreme Court case ruling, really, well, plaintiff, you're not going to be able to get the computer code because it's co- it's protected under copyright. Uh, it's intellectual property or patent or, or copyright, so you, you, we're not going to give that to you. So they can get away with this kind of junk. Who knows if um, Rubio had a little help by Bill Gates. Who knows if Hillary had help um, from Bill Gates. I mean, Bill Gates gave Hillary or did Hillary give Bill Gates money. I don't know, how, but I know there's a lot of money exchanged. And so it's a little frightening. Um and other people, all their eyes and ears in Iowa, they were saying they haven't seen hardly any. Bernie Sanders are all over. I mean Santa Cruz, or Bernie Sanders. Very few, maybe one or two Hillary I haven't seen Hillary in my hometown here. I see uh, several Bernie Sanders and even Bernie Sanders said, um, he's not trusting Microsoft So he had some smart genius go ahead and make an app for his campaign folks that on their smartphones they could report in. And he's already calling for the hard copy tally results from the caucuses. So obviously Bernie Sanders isn't trusting um, Microsoft. Wait, 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 wait. A socialist that doesn't trust the socialist to count his votes? (laughs) What, what 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 is there anybody then that can trust these electronic flipping machines? So it, I it's just a Chads
1: chance myself, but
0: the Chad thing.
5: <laughs> well, yeah, I want happens. I want
0: the Chads back. <laughs>
5: yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the Chads that was interesting because they made Sig Fiasco in Florida, and then they passed the Help America Vote Act where they developed these electronic machines. Now we go to New Hampshire, South Carolina. You just show up, hit a button, go home. What happens if you want to recount? Oh, sorry, no, can't. There's nothing to recount. See, the computer all did it nice and neat for us, didn't they? Is there any hard copy printout that the voter would take home with it? No. Is there any way to tell what the truth is? No. Is there any way to ever find out? Not really, when it's all touch screen. I mean, it, it, there are tricks here. And I'm beginning to wonder if this is the reason why Congress has, like, a 12% approval rate and keeps going getting elected. You know? I mean, there's other stuff yeah. that I saw in the Trump campaign. It's, I can go on and on. But it's like, this is going to be a really bizarro election season. Uh, Cruz is going to probably lose New Hampshire now. There's another reason. It's because when you pitch evangelical on Iowa, you get their votes, but you lose in, in New Hampshire and subsequent states. This has been proven over and over. So he's going to be hurting for that. And then this um, dirty trick from his campaign saying Ben Carson, dropped out, vote for me, um, all sorts of things, and Arubio, he's establishment, you can, you can tell by how much the media is trying to push it, it's like, oh, that's the establishment pick this time, so it's going to be bizarre.
1: Oh, gosh, yeah, I mean, another one, a uh, you know, friend of yours as well, and mine, uh, Jim Connor Jr., so that's one of the things he's been uh, working on is with the uh, electronic voting and, and trying to get rid of that. As I said, I mean, I'm, I say it kind of chuckling, you know, that I'd like to get the hanging chads back, uh, but I certainly would rather have it where human beings, like they used to, uh, were counting the votes instead of leaving up the machines, as you pointed out, uh, to being manipulated. But so we got other folks uh, who'd like to chime in on the line, and so let's go ahead and start that uh, by bringing in uh, Sarah, and uh, she's brought with us, uh, to us from uh, Chuck Suter. So let's bring in Sarah. Sarah, thank you very much for coming to the show. How are you tonight?
6: Hey, I'm doing great. How are you? Thanks for having me.
1: Oh, doing great. Doing great. Uh, had myself a, a little distracted earlier. <laughs> I was looking for this uh, audio clip uh, on the the crew's uh, acceptance speech or victory speech. And uh, they got all these audio clips I'm going to have to go through. But uh, got, got some more focus now So I'd like to, uh, thanks for coming to the show uh, I was talking to Chuck He says you, you folks have a, a show as well We can talk more about that But also talk about our topic for this evening So go ahead
7: let cool.
1: That's do you, Sarah
6: oh, I was trying to put it to Chuck Is he there?
1: Yeah, Chuck is here I can open up his line as well here Um hey. Chuck, you yeah. there? Yeah, I'm here, and uh, I'll, I'll talk a little
8: bit about uh, we. Yeah, we've got a new show called the uh, Remy and Jules Show, and if we talk about that a little bit here in a second, I'll, I'll jump in. But man, you guys got me uh, thinking here about all this this presidential RNC Ryan's previous show, and I'll tell you, man, I gotta disagree a little bit because they are private parties. The one the one thing is with these Democrat and Republicans that have, uh, you know a monopoly on the election, is that they do take some government money, but that's our fault for allowing it to happen. But this we've talked about this on your show ad nauseum with uh, our friends from up in Maine, Brian Doherty and uh, Mark Willis, who we tried to replace Frank's previous with because of the rules changes that we had down there right. in uh, Tampa, Florida in 2012. And the fact of the matter is that the whole game is rigged, and no matter what happens, At the end of the day, they're going to pick who they want now. Are they going to stick with Jeb Bush? I doubt it. They're probably going to move to a Rubio, but they've got it Mm -hmm. exactly where they want it now. They've got Rand Paul out of the way, and they've got it down to Trump and Cruz. And, uh, you know, Ben Carson's still in there, and he's a wild card because we don't know what he's really about or what he's going to do. And he's, you know, obviously vacillated as any other candidate would. But, I mean, when it really comes down to it, I think what you're going to see is you're going to see the establishment rally around Rubio. They're going to make sure that nobody's got a plurality. And when that happens, look, the the Republican Party is a private institution. It's not a government body. And that's why Washington warned us against having a party system, going to parties, because, you know, the Libertarian Party can pick whoever they want as well, and so can any other party. And for the most part, they have. And I don't think that I don't think all the window dressing has really changed anything. Whenever there is a groundswell, you'll end up with a you'll end up with a Jack Kennedy or a Bobby Kennedy or a Ronald Reagan, um, from one of the you know, from one of these parties that just can't be stopped. But they've pretty much clamped down on any of these dark horse
1: candidates coming in. Well then maybe what's going on in Idaho uh is going to be something that we should, you know, should pay more attention to and perhaps more folks to, you know, listen to and, and perhaps uh, as you as you pointed maybe clamp onto. I know it's another, another party, but I know uh at the end of this month the Constitution Party is holding a presidential debate and we've got some audio for that.
9: We the people the Constitution Party a surveyor, a vocational nurse, a behavioral counselor, ordinary citizens, extraordinary candidates. The public is invited to the 2016 Boise Presidential Debate, held Saturday afternoon, February 27th at 12.30 p.m. at Hayes Auditorium, Boise Main Library. For details, visit www.cpidaho.org. Brought to you by the people of the Constitution Party of Idaho.
6: I'm sorry. No, oh, thank you very much, folks. That, Go ahead, that Sarah. Like, I'm sorry. That that ad to me. Have you? Do you have anything to do with that ad?
1: No, that uh was brought to me from the uh, state chairman of the Idaho uh, Constitution Party.
6: Okay, they need some new marketing because that ad, that soundbite right there, sounds like a Scientology ad to me. I mean to a T that sounds like an L Ron Hubbard Scientology ad. It really does. With the music in the background, exactly how it's pitched, the the tone of the voice, everything. I mean, that is that's terrible marketing in my opinion. I'm, I'm sorry, but if they're trying to uh get the orders that's maybe not the best the best ad to put forth well, the, in my Well
1: yeah, and he definitely, you know, actually when he sends it to me in the email uh you know on that I mean he even con- conceded to the point you know you you you've got some just- you, grassroots folks who are just trying to bring uh some things together um you know for that and let's let's see uh yeah, he says we're just and, and this is a quote uh it says we're just citizens amateur do it yourself guys, the kind who built this country, so when he sent me the the audio uh that was one of the I guess disclaimers he you knew sent about it, and so you know be that as it may, uh, perhaps he can well, use somebody with uh, issue, you know though. some more experience I mean, with
8: that. Th- that's an issue though, and like this is the thing. It's all, I'm all for the grassroots. And I've worked on so many grassroots campaigns, and I've worked with so many candidates that I think would have been great if they had gotten into office. And they get in, they they start overthinking everything, they want to overanalyze everything, they don't want to listen to people who actually know what is going on. And I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but at some point, if you don't know, you know, I do I, – I, I I I work in electricity. I work in carpentry. I've worked in, uh, you know, welding and plumbing and everything. If you don't know what you're doing, you know, you're putting other people's lives in danger. And, you know, in most of the world, politics... I mean, if you mess up in politics, it could end up with you on the wrong end of a barrel of a gun. It's We're blessed in America that that's not usually what happens. It usually just means worse tax codes or, you know, maybe uh, worse school systems or something. But eventually, um, that's what it's going to boil down to, and people just aren't going to buy um, what you're selling if you if you don't if you put a donut out there that tastes good but it looks like uh, something the dog left in the backyard nobody's going to eat it.
6: Yeah, that ad is terrible. <laughs> really terrible. <laughs> that's, a, that's a bad ad. I mean, that is like join our cult, drink. Well, hey, light. look, and, in
1: the, in it's the not line up there. Keep picking up. I don't what know I what, if it's a connection I problem with you.
6: I Soldiers marching down a field like following a leader. That's what I see. That's what I envision when I hear that message. There, Everything is marketing in politics. Everything is marketing to your audience. And if you're not able to market your initial message to get followers right, you're dead in the water.
5: Hey, uh, and, lady, um, I, I got a
6: question for you. Go ahead.
5: I, I, I'm looking for somebody to help market with the group with Watch the Vote. We need mark. We need a marketing consultant. I so agree
0: with you.
3: <laughs> That's actually um, what I do. I actually, have a company. Are you serious? The group.
6: Yeah, I um, I have a company called the Remini Group LLC, and we've worked on campaigns before, and we do some marketing and consulting work. Um, aside from doing the Rem the Remini Tool Show, it's uh, Chuck and I launched. Just recently, we actually were in Tampa together. Like, I mean, in the ditch, we saw everything that went on there. We both kind of covered it. Um, I think we we met either I think shortly, uh, Jules. Correct me if I'm wrong. Shortly before Tampa, did we actually meet? Um, yeah, yeah, we were in Tampa absolutely. Together, we've sort of stayed uh, politically in touch, friendship in touch ever since, and have helped each other. On numerous campaigns and numerous issues, and um, we're just our new show. We're just sort of having fun with it. But yeah, I, I do some um, marketing consulting work, and that's the kind of stuff that I work on is, is getting a message across in a certain way. Like, what is your goal? What do you want to portray? Um, let's not get your initial message across in, in a wrong way, and that that that, that is just really bad. Oh, it just it, it just it doesn't give me a good picture in my head. If you're going to do something audio-wise, you really need to figure out what you want the listener to see in their head when they hear the message, and that's sometimes where radio can be difficult.
1: Well, well tell you what, you guys, what, what do you think about this one? Because this is one that was given to me uh, by the Patriot Journalist Network, and it's a network that uh, Barge Logic is a part of. And so, yeah, here's an audio that I play uh, for them. And, and tell me your thoughts. I mean, we're we're definitely not looking to do, like, you know, commercials, things like that. Uh, so now we're going you know, talk about our topics, and you guys came in to talk on your show on the topic tonight. But since uh, we're bringing it up, I, I am interested in this kind of follows the organic nature of, of this show. And I'm sure there's some marketing things that I can learn. I, I know nothing, frankly, about marketing marketing. Uh, and plus, one of the problems with grassroots organizations such as the Constitution Party is, you know, frankly, it's the funds to hire someone who does have the, you know, marketing expertise uh, in order to be successful uh, with, you know, whether they got an audio clip or a website or what have you, kind of as he, as he put it. You know, we're just, um, you know, let me get back to that email. You know, we're just citizens, amateur do-it-yourself guys. I mean, I could probably say in some instances, you know, I'm like that as well with, with the show and the website. I, you know, I don't know anything about marketing, uh, but they may uh, lack the funds in order to be able to do anything about it. But anyway, so let's uh, listen to this one. And the folks who are familiar with the show are familiar with uh, this audio.
2: You're not just listening to a show. You're part of the powerful voice of the conservative conversation on Blog Talk Radio. Nothing worthwhile has ever been accomplished without teamwork. PJNet invites you to help make a difference by adding your voice to the team grassroots conservatives working together to take our country back. To find out more, check out the PJNet hashtag and visit our website at patriotjournalist.com. Let PJNet add our muscle to your hustle.
8: That's a lot better. I mean, listen, that's the thing.
6: You, you start playing that, that's the patri- not bad. It reminds me of a PBS um, ad, but there's way too many keywords in there. You're using there's too many um, too many stump words. But good, <laughs> much better, much better. I I, absolutely,
8: you don't. The thing is, you know, you you get the patriotic music in the background, and you start talking about, hey, we're just average people. You know, a lot of times what people do is they come out. And they'll they'll be like, listen, let me admit my weaknesses. That's the dumbest thing that you could ever do in any campaign. I don't care if it's honest. I don't care if it makes you feel better about <laughs> yourself. I agree with it's that. the dumbest damn thing that you could ever do. I've been telling people for years to do exactly what Donald Trump is doing, and anybody can do what Donald – I'm not saying – Listen, um, you know, as a Ron Paul guy, I like Donald Trump for his tenacity. I like him because he's making people hate Fox News. I like him because he's calling everybody out. I like him because he's hilarious. But most of all, I like him because he's doing exactly what I would tell any candidate to do if they wanted to win an election. And the fact that he came in second place in Iowa... Um you maybe it was first place, maybe it should have been first place, it doesn't matter. The fact that he's mm. even in the running is just amazing. And the reason he is is why? Because people want to hear it. It's like, well wait a second, yes, people want to hear it, but sometimes a strong leader has to tell people stuff they don't want to hear. Yeah, you can do that after you get elected. You gotta win the election first, man. If you don't win the election first, it's it, it does Nothing. Imagine if somebody like Ron Paul would have came out and would have been saying what Trump is saying, bashing, bashing the media. Yeah, but They're, also
6: imagine if Ron Paul didn't have money to worry about. This guy is doing this with absolutely—he is—he is walking a tightrope with a net right underneath him, and nobody else is. That's the difference. You can afford to not give a care when you're funding your own campaign. These other guys cannot.
8: Well Ross Perot uh, proved, uh, proved that wrong to a degree. It. Ross Perot proved that wrong to a degree. I mean Ross Perot didn't have to worry about anything, but he ended up
6: I'm worrying right. about it. What is Ross stuff. Perot doing right now? Is he home crocheting uh, uh,
0: Afghan for, you know, his his daughter? I'm sure he is. I mean what No, he's running
8: <laughs> the Perot Group. The Perot the group is stuff they're still doing some well, things, but he's up there in the years.
1: Well well let's go ahead and get uh let's go
0: ahead Indeed. and get Cindy
2: and
1: get her take. Uh, her take on the uh, things, and we'll bring it I back around. Thank you very much. Okay. Go, okay. Get, here's how we'll do it, because we got plenty of folks in line here. Uh, we'll go ahead and get Cindy in, and then Kelly uh, we will get your comments, and we'll bring things back around to uh, they got Susan. We'll get her back on the line, and then we'll, we'll definitely bring it back to uh, Sarah and Chuck. Go ahead, Cindy
10: well as I told you earlier, Robert, hey, everybody. Good to hear from you guys again, um Sarah and Chuck um haven't heard from you for a while um, i I've been listening to the you know the pundits on the radio today, and i you know it, if there was anything if there was anything more clear today, it was that the establishment has given the green light to get behind Rubio, and now it's a Rubio love fest everywhere you look. Hannity, Hannity's show today on the radio was all Rubio. Rush Limbo was all Ruby, Rubio, L Rushbo. And then Hannity tonight, he opened his show tonight with the comment, Marco Rubio is riding a wave of momentum, and then his very first interview is Rubio with a huge, big smile on his face because he is getting such a—he is—he—he's getting, getting the all right. Who's scratching something in the background?
0: <laughs> he, oh, sorry. He,
10: it's all right. He is getting such a puff job. Out there in the media right now, it's ridiculous. And he's saying to himself, "Ha ha, Jeb, I beat you." And and the only reason Jeb Bush and Rubio have been arguing is because Bush is mad because Rubio dared to go ahead of him in the line. Okay, mm-hmm. you got you got to remember. And young you've been mentioning in this
1: speech. He, he, yeah. Real quick, you know, I don't like to really interject, but uh, but he even mentioned that in his speech when they when they said, "Look, people said what well, you know, I had to wait my turn." I remember when when he uh, did his speech that night, he mentioned that people you know told me to wait my turn. Well, I was going to wait my turn or whatever he said, but he did say you know the people are telling him to wait his turn. And that's probably exactly what you're talking about is with Jeb Bush. Go ahead.
10: That's exactly right because. Uh, that's the only reason they had an argument. It was not an argument on ideology, uh, policy, or anything else like that. Their only argument was that Rubio dared to go ahead of him in the hierarchy of the Republican Party. That does not mean, because Rubio has gone ahead of uh, Jeff, Jeb, that does not mean that Rubio is a conservative. It does not mean that he deserves a second look by conservatives it only means it only means that he grabbed a hold of the ladder ahead of jeb bush and basically shoved him down and now the establishment doesn't have a choice but to get behind him and you will now see all the people who should have been cheerleading for jeb are now going to be cheerleading for rubio it's already started Mm
0: -hmm. and you would
10: think that Rubio had won Iowa, the way they have been carrying on. Uh, Last Mm -hmm. time I heard, it was Cruz that won, and it was Trump that got second, and Rubio was third. So, I don't know, but I think it's just too obvious to me, um, what they're doing now. uh, What they were talking about today, Rush, now, did you ever find that Uh, that video, that uh, audio, Robert, on on him, on that caller, because I'm going to tell the story if if you didn't get it.
1: I I don't have the audio, but, however, if you want it word for word, I do have, and I I do have the transcripts uh, of that, Uh and I also have an audio uh, from yesterday, uh, Rush Limbaugh, talking about Rubio. Uh so what we can do since you brought it up, I'll go ahead first and play the uh the audio for you folks, uh brush Limbaugh's balls yesterday, talk about Rubio. And then we will do, you could give a little background and then I could give more uh details. But I don't want to be able to bring other folks uh in and I know Kelly wants to uh chime in, but you know what, actually now that I think about it, why don't I go ahead and uh before I play that audio, go ahead and you had a comment that you wanted to make. Um and, Susan, your, your, your mic's open as well. Let's make sure there's no background noise from everyone. Cause all, all the people caught in, your uh, mic's are open. I do see other folks want to chime in. And uh, if you'd like to chime in as well, push the one on your number dial. Ed, I see that you're on as well. We will we'll get you into the show. There's plenty of time. We've still got about uh, two hours, so we got plenty of time here. So let's go ahead and bring it over to you, Kelly, and then I'll play that uh, audio from the Rush Limbaugh show yesterday. Go
5: ahead, Kelly. All right. Well, uh, Michelle, I believe, is that your name, uh, the marketing expert? Sarah. Sarah. Oh, it's Sarah? Yeah,
6: I'm here. Okay,
5: I'm sorry, Sarah. All right, well, can I get your business phone number? Because a group I'm with, we desperately need a uh, marketing expert. Um,
0: Yeah.
6: Yeah, and to be honest with you, um, uh, what y'all were saying earlier was something about Uh, like companies that are sort of a little guy and you're starting out and you don't know how to, that's kind of my niche market. Like a lot of marketing companies don't work with with people that are small to help them find a way to make money. And that's sort of where I start. That's my niche market is to help you find a way to build an audience in order to make money instead of working, you know, backwards. Um, I have worked with companies before that have hired a marketing company for $20,000. And then that marketing company sort of disappears and they end up at ground zero. And I come in to help at a fraction of the cost to help them rebuild what they've lost. Um, but yeah, you can reach me at Sarah at S A R A at Remini, R E M I N I group dot com.
5: Okay, S A R A H at R E M R N I dot com?
6: S A R A.
0: No H. No H. Okay.
6: At, at Remini R E M I N
5: I. I N I. Okay. R E M I N I. Sarah in No H group. at R E M I N I dot com. Okay.
6: Group Group dot com. Yep.
5: Oh, Remini Group dot com. Yeah, and uh, Sarah's
1: audio. Uh, you may not hear it, Sarah, but uh, I hear it here that it's kind of breaking in and out uh, on that. Yeah. Well. Yeah, we'll talk more about that as well. And so let's go ahead and this is what you're talking about, Cindy. Uh, as I said, this is what I found yesterday. It's not specifically what you're talking about. You can give a little synopsis, and then
11: we'll move on from there. One thing, one more thing, one more time. I do not like, and I've got I've got a Reuters story what yeah. I find Yes. Marco Rubio emerges as champion of battered Republican establishment. Another Reuters story headline Republican Cruz calls Iowa win a victory for conservative grassroots. I do not like speaking for my I don't like this idea that Marco Rubio is all of a sudden being labeled as an establishment candidate. I know that Rubio's got the baggage of that Gang of Eight bill. And I know that in many people's minds, he's got the baggage of wanting to grant the current number of illegal citizenship. I understand that. But I'm here that Marco Rubio is no moderate Republican centrist. I'm not... I mean, I can sit here like anybody else could and try to make ex- explanations for you of why he did the Gang of Eight um, but I, I'm not even going to try to put words into his mouth I don't want to be seen as making excuses I'm just telling you I don't see Marco Rubio as anything other than a legitimate full-throated conservative nobody's pure and nobody is, is ever free of making mistakes I have I've, I know Senator Rubio it's like I was told last week I'm, I know these people I know that Senator Rubio is the Senate in what in many ways he agrees with Cruz, but he's just he's worn out with the Senate. The Senate uh, I heard this from Alan West when he left the House. I've heard this the, the the incumbents, that's all they care about, is getting reelected. You go there to really make a difference and you run into brick wall after brick wall after brick wall. And I don't think you know Rubio, I don't he wants to stay there thirty years to break through the wall to Get a committee chairmanship or whatever. I just don't, I don't like this idea that we're all of a sudden going to make Rubio the establishment bad guy. As though Rubio is no different than the McCains and the Bob Dole's and the Romneys and the others that have come along have been nominated by the by the uh, establishment. He just isn't. He has not been talked out of his conservatism. He does not abandon it. He had the best acceptance speech of anybody last night. Or acceptance. He had the best end of the evening speech of anybody, and even the media was 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 dazzled by the fact that he did it without a teleprompter. They continue to be dazzled by that. Because of course, Barack Hussein saying, oh, can't do anything without a uh, a teleprompter." I just I just don't want us. We we had three. Genuine Reaganites triumphed last night. And Rubio did better than a lot of people thought he was going to do. And to me, that is very important. It is crucially important for conservatism, for Reaganism, for the future of the Republican Party. And I don't, I just, I'm not comfortable here sitting and watching somebody end up maybe being destroyed because of a characterization of being establishment, yeah, the establishment may embrace him because they hate Cruz and they're not going to embrace Trump and their real preferences can't get any traction. That would be Jeb and Kasich and Christie. So they've got to go with somebody. But I'm never going to be one that sees Marco Rubio as the establishment as we talk about it. Every day here on this program.
0: And let's
1: go ahead uh, real quick and get the take from Susan because we haven't heard from Susan for a bit. And then we'll bring it back to uh, you, Cindy. And then we'll bring in Sarah and then Chuck. And then I want to uh, be able to get Ed in on the line as well. Uh, So go ahead, Susan.
3: <clears throat> well, um, I got an email. Donald Trump is saying Ted Cruz stole the Iowa caucuses. Uh, so it's not just um, uh, Ben Carson that's upset. Um, but I heard today someone else said that Rubio had started this with the saying that Carson was dropping out. And Cruz picked up on it, getting information. You know, I'm not sure about that. Um all I know is it was wrong, and I can understand Carson being upset. Uh, dirty politics is not anything I'm interested in from anyone. Uh, I'm not going to back Rubio uh, in any way, shape, or form. I don't know about Cruz. That's a question mark. And Trump. I know that Kasich is not my cup of tea or Christie. I mean, I have question marks on... Everybody, pretty much, because um, Carson, I know, has made comments about forced vaccines and on uh, the Second Amendment, to some degree, on the guns, he's been iffy. Uh, Cruz has been, he's been, he just admires Henry Kissinger. That don't go over with me at all. I've got the proof of it. i got the picture. He sat down with him and he just he was just oh he was just so glad he could sit down with him and um, uh, Christie you know he's for the NSA and all that stuff and he was very chummy with Obama I Kasich well he made the statement I'm like Jesus only better that that did it for me um, didn't matter what his stances were pro good or bad. Uh Santorum backing Rubio now that he's out, I wouldn't have gone with him. That left the only Rand Paul, and I had one beef with him, but at least it was only one compared to the others, and he's gone. So I'm probably going to go third party. I'm not going to do it again. I'm not going to put up with that. You know, if you can't give me who I want, if you can't do, be sensible and bucks the Establishment, you know I mean, if you know Phyllis Shaffley Which I've written on her um, And she talks about the Establishment The kingmakers picking who they want And Goldwater was the only one Who got past that door uh, And of course the Republicans didn't back him very well They tried to destroy him Because they wanted their own person Not him So I'm, I'm I'm not happy With any of it At this point uh, I know Michael Savage has come out sort of in favor of um, Trump, and I do respect Michael Savage, but it's, it's just a mess. It really is just a mess, and I'm not happy at all. Like I said, I wish Ron Paul was running again, but I know he's older. <laughs> um, so there you go. That's what I have to say about it.
1: Well, I appreciate that. And let's go ahead and bring it back. Uh, yeah, let's go ahead and bring it back to you, Cindy. And, I mean, frankly, I mean, this whole 2016, I'm not nearly as excited about uh, the candidates either. I mean, not nearly as excited as I was with uh, Newt Gingrich uh, when he was running in 2012. Uh, and I was kind of hoping he'd do it again this year. But for his reasons uh, that I don't know why, uh, he decided not to. Uh, I, I heard uh, there was – Recently, he had some melanoma taken off uh, from his face. I don't know if there's health concerns or some of that nature, why he didn't run, or maybe he just knows how things are too much to even waste his time. Uh, Perhaps we'll delve into that another time. But go ahead, Cindy. Uh, We'll bring it back uh, to you for you can tell that uh, story with uh, Rush Limbaugh and one of his guests today. Go ahead.
10: Okay. Well, first of all, are you sure that was yesterday's Rush Limbaugh? Because it sounded like a carbon copy. I think he just took the same script from yesterday and, and said the same thing today. Yeah, that
1: was from yeah, um, yeah that was that was from yesterday. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
10: Unbeliev, yeah, unbelievable. It's all everything he said today was pretty much the exact same thing. I, I'm 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 just appalled that he says all of a sudden Rubio is pic- is is pictured as a uh, establishment. Uh, character. Now, that's just beyond me. I don't know how he can make a statement like that. Ever since the Gang of Eight, nobody has trusted him. Now, let me tell you what the lady that called in said. She was from here in Florida. She said they got really excited about Rubio in 2010 for the Senate race here in Florida. She was a Tea Party patriot. She had heard enough about him that she decided to go ahead and Money on him. She got a. Uh, she planned a. Uh, she organized a um, uh, a meet and greet for him. And during the meet and greet, the first thing he did was come out talking about how he was uh, talking about um, amnesty and and his his comprehensive uh, immigration plan. Okay. Well, they let him know right out, right out from the get go, no. We are not interested in that at all. That is not what we're looking for. And so he actually backpedaled. He he uh, uh, pretended that he got the message, and and um, uh, so they went ahead and, and supported him and backed him. And uh, you know, people like those people like this woman uh, are the ones that got Rubio elected. So then, what did he do when he got in? In, in a As soon as he got into office, he jumped on the Gang of Eight uh, bandwagon, okay? And so now this woman is looking at this man who that was his original intent was to do this amnesty thing, okay? He backpedaled, and she told Rush. She said, Rush, I, I disagree with you because I think that Rubio is a man who all he wants to do is get elected. He just wants to say what it takes to get elected. And then he's going to do exactly what he wants to do once he's in office. And that's exactly what he did do. He pretended like, okay, I hear you. All right, I won't mess with that. Then he went, turned around and did mess with that. Then after the fact, now during his campaign as a conservative, now all of a sudden the story has changed again. And he's like, oh, well, I only got involved with that hoping that well, we could get what we could out of Harry Reid, the Democrat, we could do the best we could over here in the Senate, and then we would pass it down to the to the House, and they would get it changed and, and rearranged and, and make it a more conservative law, okay? And so he passes it off, right, as, well, it was the best they could do at that moment, but that is not how he would do it today. And that's what I heard him say in an interview today. Okay? Well, the the fact of the matter is, another thing that he started talking about um, was that, I can't remember if Rush was saying it or if I heard him saying this, but uh, either way, he wants out of the Senate. Like, even if he doesn't... Um, Get the nomination for president. He doesn't want to. He doesn't want to stay in the Senate. And his reason was that he said um, it takes too long to get things done there. You can't go in there and get something done and and uh, then leave. You you have to stay there for 30 years in order to finally get enough strength behind you, uh, enough seniority to get anything done there. So he said he wasn't interested in that. Well, the only thing that tells me is that. Rubio couldn't get his amnesty passed quick enough, so now he's going to try the presidency because he has learned from Obama that you can make things happen in a day if you're president and you have a pen and a phone. Okay, so this is all Rubio is after: is the president, the presidential, Oval Office, so that he can use his pen and his phone to get amnesty passed. That's that's my take on it.
8: Bingo. Bingo, so bingo,
5: bingo,
10: bingo. Anyway, so we, bring... um, it was kind of telling when he said, when he accidentally said, Rubio had the best acceptance speech. Come on, Rush. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was third. <laughs> okay.
1: Right, right, and he's not the one who won. Uh, so let's go ahead and bring back to you, Chuck, and Sarah, oh, and then I'm wait, going wait, wait, to wait. bring wait. An... Wait. Go ahead.
10: Wait, I gotta tell you, I forgot to tell you what he said about her. She after she Oh finished yeah, just get ready to bring Ed Yeah,
1: just getting ready to bring Ed in and it looks like we lost his uh call. Go ahead.
10: Oh, man. Anyway, I'm sorry. I probably made Ed mad 'cause he he had waited well, too long. there
1: No Ed No, Ed is back. Let's go ahead and okay. make a comment and then let's uh let's get let's okay. make sure it's we can awkward. get Ed in I gotta here. gotta tell well, you nope. Go ahead. <laughs> you must be having some funny okay. troubles because it, it, it dropped again. Go ahead. Yeah.
10: All right. Well, I just want to let you know that Rush, after she laid out this whole story very well, Rush came on and said, now, now listen, no music. Had, you know how Rush is right before a break, the music will come on, ding, you know, and then the little music in the back? Nothing had come on. He just, He just right out after she finished said, Oh, so let's just everybody hate Rubio. Let's let's make him. Oh, he's such an establishment. <laughs> and he's just like insulting this poor woman, and then he hangs up on her and and goes to a break. Well, he comes back on after the break. He goes, Well, I guess I ought to apologize to the lady. I that, I was just trying to interject some humor into the conversation. She was very very well spoken. Blah blah blah. But he never did say she was right and he never did defend her on what she said, and he didn't take up the issue again. And I thought he was very rude with that caller. Okay, that's all.
1: Hope, hope okay. okay, and let's, uh, yeah, let's, as I said, we'll bring it back to uh, Chuck and Sarah, and then we are going to get Ed into the show. Uh, go ahead, uh, Chuck and Sarah, and then we're going to get Ed in. Yeah, well, I was just,
6: swing at this? Because
8: this is yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so what, what I would there? say is, you know, one of the important points that was made there, Rush said, uh, you know, Rubio is no Romney, no McCain, no Bob Dole. All guys that no,
3: Rush also supported. No, he's a reluctant supported. nominee. Uh, the RNC okay. went into this uh, not hold on,
6: expecting no, Hold on, to one do so one well. So time. they picked Rubio. <laughs>
10: <laughs> I think she's joking.
6: <laughs> I'm not joking. Yes. Oh, they didn't oh. want Rubio from the get-go. Jules, tell me I'm wrong. They never expected to want Rubio. They just hate Trump so much that they ended up picking him to do the best of the worst. Oh
10: well, yeah.
8: Well, and well, I, uh, I mean, when I, well. I've been saying a it lot of a... good points. A lot of really good points about how Rubio is their best of the worst. I mean, I think Rush is somewhat right on that. Would they rather have Jeb Bush? Or Kasich, absolutely, I, I think that they would. But the fact is, is that Rubio was there; he, he's their guy to cover, to cover the bases, to make sure that they get one of their guys in there, and they can always, they can always put Kasich as a vice president. I mean, look, here, here's the perfect. He's scenario.
6: Ru- embarrassing. Jeb Bush ended up making himself look like he was the little brother beat up on the schoolyard. He was supposed to be their hero. And he looked like he was cowering to Trump at every get-go. They had to abandon him. They left him in the dust
1: because he knew. I mean, here's the here's the thing, folks. And then I'm going to bring it in is that Jeb Bush from the beginning. You know, I mean, I knew the establishment even before the primaries. It was going to be Rubio. You know, he's a younger guy. They think he's going to appeal to the younger, you know, younger folks. Uh, he's Hispanic, so they're going to try to bring the Hispanic vote in by bringing, you know, bringing in Rubio. You know, so they're going to try to use no, things. Uh, of course, being from, uh, also, with, with wait, Bush, so being from Florida doesn't uh, hurt. And then also, with Jeb Bush,
6: Jeb Bush was governor. That was well. Wait a minute. Say, let me. Well, uh, well, let himself. me
1: finish. Hold, okay. Well, here's what happened with Jeb Bush. Here's what happened with Jeb Bush. Jeb Bush, and we we all know he had a very poor showing, but. Jeb Bush always knew, at least this one. what I think, I think he always knew from the very beginning that he had no chance of getting the nomination, none. He was not going to be the nominee, and this is why. Because, you know, especially in the beginning, now, who knows, Sanders may put an upset here, but, you know, for a long time, you know, before yeah. the primaries even started, you know, Hillary Clinton was the de facto nominee. For the Democratic Party. And people are just imagining the, the, the leadership of the Republican Party, the establishment of the Republican Party. I'll even say that, you know, faux news and your so called conservative media. We're looking at, okay, we we're, we could be looking at a Hillary Clinton and a Jeb Bush, you know, general election. <clears throat> Jeb Bush is not going to be Hillary Clinton. They already see what the comparison is going to be made between the Bush dynasty and the Clinton dynasty. Bush, Bush did not have a chance because they. They thought Bush could not beat Hillary; he's not going to, and so, and and, and Jeb Bush knew that. He, you you could tell he had defeat on his face. Every debate, he was he, he was defeated because he knew he didn't have a uh, chance. He, he had to make his he had to make his try, but he knew he was defeated. But anyway, I do want to bring in Ed because we keep bringing his name up. So let's go ahead and get Ed into the show. Okay, so let me open up your mic here, Ed. And I hear some dogs uh barking in the background here, so uh I guess they want to uh I guess the dog wants to make some comments.
6: <laughs>
0: of
1: course, and there must be some the kind dogs of bug uh, our... no, <laughs> no I guess not. The A- A- NSA Bob here Looks like he's trying to keep us from getting Ed in here because now uh, my board here on the studio is not is not working, so I can't get Ed in. Ed, hold tight. I don't know what's going on here, but uh, we're gonna get in. Well, I would
8: agree with you, Robert.
1: If I could, I would agree with you that Jeb
0: Bush is his opinion is huge
1: on
8: this.
0: Yeah, Jeb Bush.
6: I
8: I agree with you, Robert. One person at a time, please. uh, Jeb Bush. Jeb Bush, from the very beginning, you're right. I mean, he was there to take a dive. He was there to be like, okay, I'm here to lose. Look, the establishment lost. Now they can come in and say, look, Rubio is not the establishment. Rubio has been establishment from day one. Rubio was uh, one of the few that was uh, supported by the Republican, uh, what is that fund? I can't remember. It's It's an establishment fund that tries to sound like a Tea Party fund. And uh, they 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 went uh, for David Dewhurst against Cruz. They went for um they they went for um Trey uh, Trey, uh Trey Grayson or is it Trey Grayson from Kentucky? No, what's the guy's name from Kentucky? Trey Grayson Gowdy. that won against Rand Paul.
3: Gowdy,
8: Gowdy, um, Gowdy, Gowdy. Gowdy. No, 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 not Trey Gowdy. Uh, uh, the guy who ran against Rand Paul for uh, Senate in uh, Kentucky as a Republican, who was an establishment guy backed by Mitch McConnell and Dick Cheney, and the rest of them on down the line, um, you know. Um, I, I, I'm gonna. I, I, I got to get to work, so I, I'm gonna jump. I'm gonna let you guys have at it. Um, I, I just like to invite everybody to check out our Facebook page, the uh, Remy and Jewel Show. We're gonna have some new stuff up. Um, this weekend, uh, first show, uh, Sunday night. We'll be posting it to the page and then uh, doing some live stuff, hopefully get some of you guys on there to chime in with us <laughs> and all that. But We have a I, different I, I
6: outlook. We are not a Rush Limbaugh-type show.
8: Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun and, um, you know, kind of like this outlet. And I just, as I always say when I'm on your show, I hope everybody asks their friends, to tune in and uh support grassroots media because we've been dealing with um you know giants and the conservative media that bash the mainstream media all the time and then turn around and at the end of the day tell us to support Mitt Romney and Marco Rubio and the rest of the lot and what what's it got don't mm-hmm. fall I mean, in
6: line.
8: Yeah, hold your nose. Hold your nose and support the nominee no matter You're what not hold your and nose
6: ever. Don't fall in line
10: Follow your heart. We're not. in
1: 2012.
10: The people on this show don't hold their nose and vote. <laughs> that's no, all we happens. shall
6: not. The people will be heard in this election. That's for sure. We have a uh, a clown show in our midst, uh-huh. and uh, the people will have to decide. We'll see what happens. It's gonna be insane.
10: Hey, Chuck, did you are you saying Remy as an N and in Nancy or M as in Mom? R
6: E M I and oh.
10: Jules J
6: U L E S. Okay, got it. The Remy and Jules. Okay,
1: show. it looks like well, it looks like we may have uh, may have got the this board working right. Let me try to get uh, Ed back in. well, let's try to get Ed back in here. Or not back, but Ed. Ed, are you there? <laughs>
12: Yeah, I'm here. Hi, everybody.
1: I'm we found out there, Get you in. Uh, things are freezing up on me and everything. Let will tell you what. Let's go back to the 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 regular boards instead of these computer ones anymore. It's, tell you what. But get, anyway, I'm just pining. Go ahead. You know, we actually lost a couple calls too. So hopefully they'll be a little bit of get Kelly and uh, it looks it looks like we dropped a – Number of calls. Well, that, that, that's uh,
4: NSA Bob for you. Right? He's
1: working. He's working in force. Go ahead and uh, go ahead, Ed. I'm, yeah. You got some people who are texting me and messaging me. I got to take that. Go ahead.
12: Okay. Um. I started. You know. I came in and I heard the uh, Rush Limb brain, and I, I hate hearing Rush Limb brain. Man, it's like I remember when he came out in '88, and I, I all I picture him is this big fat guy wearing a Republican cheerleading suit going, Republican good, Democrat bad. Republican good, Democrat bad. And that's about all he ever did. And the government just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And it's just like, this guy you know, claims to be conservative, but all he does is says, Republican good, Democrat bad. And it's just like, <laughs> when I listen to him explain his, the situation with Rubio, I mean, it just it turns your stomach. The guy's, you know, he he is the establishment man and it's just like uh if he said it then that's what it is i, I don't know who p- people listen to him and think he's a conservative thing as when we after 28 years of him being the uh lead spokesman on radio and uh, government has just grown bigger and bigger and bigger he's not a conservative if he gave the nod for rubio then he is you know rubio is probably the establishment which I always saw from the get-go. I, from the get-go, I, I remember when uh, Trump got popular, my stepson come, and I even made a bet with him. But I know I'm not going to vote for Trump, but he he says, if if Trump wins the nomination, you got to vote for him. You know? And I says, See, he ain't going to win the nomination. I made a bet with him. I says, if he wins the nomination, then I'll vote for, for him. And if, if I, he doesn't win the nomination, you've got to vote Libertarian. And then he's just like, uh, okay, so we put a bet on it. And I, you know, I'm still confident, you know, and that was back in September, October, when he was getting popular. And he is – there's no way Trump's going to get the nomination. The establishment's not going to let him have it. And Cruz, they got exactly what they want, because they got Cruz and Rubio and Trump, a three-way split. It's going to go – it, the vote doesn't matter. Whatever their vote is, who gets the most delicate eight, because none of them will get 50%. So they'll go into uh, overtime in the uh, at the convention. And when it does that, that's when the establishment will move in and crown Rubio. And uh, the only way that Cruz has a chance of even beating Rubio, the only way he has a chance of beating Rubio is if Trump would get out of the race. But i don't see Trump getting out of the race, and I see Rubio's president. I told people that already since December, and I just think if that's you know their their man, that's what they're going to go with. Although I got a couple pretty good political sides, but one especially with the picture of him and the gang of eight, and on top of it is the gang of eight, and, it's, and they got the picture of all eight of those guys, and Rubio's down in the bottom corner. He can run for president, but he can't hide. He's ready right with all of those idiots. And then below it, open border treason, because that's what it is. It's treason. This guy's a treason. This character against the United States of America, just like the rest of those guys that aren't guarding our borders. And none of those guys, you know, we should be voting out the Congress, and Congress is the problem. We need to vote out the Congress. Everybody in Congress should get wiped out and get a pink slip and say, nah, we told you, you know. But uh, you know, unfortunately, everybody just can't. Everyone, everybody, the entire Congress should go. It's just, they're not doing their job. I mean, it's been 30 years. They've so been promising to uh, do something with the border. They're not. And Rubio's not going to do anything with the border. He's just going to lie to you, just like the rest of them. Just like Limbaugh, brain, old oh, Limbrain. Man, I can't believe guys, you know, putting hands on here because he's not worth hearing. Man, he just—he is such a Republican cheerleader makes me sick and the Republican Party is what got us here they're worse than the Democratic Party the Democratic Party tells us what they are we're socialists and we want it this way the Republican Party says well we're not but they go right along with them all all the Republican Party has been for the last 30 years has been Democratic appeasers and Rubio is just that little appeaser pleaser brat and that's who we're getting stuck with
1: But let's hope that that doesn't happen when we, you know, I mean, they gave us, you know, well, they tried to give us Romney. We see how that works. And since we're talking about, the, you know, the Republican Party, uh, let's uh, speak with someone from a different party. We do have uh, our guest tonight, one of our guests tonight, and J.R. Myers, and he is uh, running in the Constitution Party's primary. Uh, and he's from Alaska, and so he's going to tell us about his campaign and what the Constitution Party uh, is working on. So let's go ahead and welcome uh, Mr. Myers. Thank you very much for coming Thank to the show.
9: Thank you. Um, where to begin?
1: <laughs> so,
9: yes, there are other parties and other candidates out there. Uh, the Republican circus will soon be over, uh, but the people will still have a real Constitutionist choice. Um, we The Constitution Party has been around for, what, 25 years or so, and we are just a group of citizens that are dedicated to upholding the original uh, intent of the Constitution and the rule of law and just um, to hold our government uh, accountable, that the government is the servant of the people. The people are not the chattel, the property, or the servants of the government. So that's what my campaign's about basically.
1: And tell us uh, about, you know, because, you know, next week we do have, uh, you know, another f- folks, uh, one of the other folks there from the Constitution Party, who's going to be coming on to the show. So we'll be uh, giving him a an interview. So tell us a little bit more about the debate that's coming up at the end of this month. Uh, and, and it's in, well, in your state. Uh, it's in your state, Susan, Idaho, in Boise. Yeah. Well, I'm, I,
3: Okay.
9: Um, Well, there is going to be a debate between uh, myself, Scott Copeland of Texas, and Patrick O'Cander of Texas. Uh, The three of us submitted our um, petitions and the filing fee to the Idaho Secretary of State to be included on the first-ever Constitution Party primary in Idaho. And so this year, um, only the Republican and Constitution parties will be nominating By primary in um, Idaho, the Democrats have chosen a caucus. So this is an opportunity for the Constitution Party candidates to get out, meet each other, meet the people, and to um, compare and contrast our views. Um, I'm a professional counselor. Mr. Copeland is a Baptist minister, and Patrick Okander is a former... A Marine medic, I believe. So it should be quite interesting. Yeah, that'll and, be a good idea. Pardon? You know, I was data ask
1: data and then Go ahead. <laughs> it looks like either Susan or or, or uh it looks like either Susan or you know, I can't even talk tonight. Cindy wanted to uh, to chime in. But first, and you know why the constitution party? If you're gonna run for uh, Candace, now, of course, the Republican Party was all built up, uh, or all filled up, I should say. But what, what made you choose uh, to be a part of the Constitution?
9: Well, the Republican Party's kind of, you know, it looks good on the outside. Uh, but when you take a bite of their fruit, you find it's entirely rotten to the core. <laughs> they, you know, express a lot of constitutional principles, and they claim to abide by the rule of law as was mentioned by one of the other speakers uh, on your program you know they do not do what they say they basically are socialist light you know and um, so they you know we've seen the policies of government expand uh, exponentially regardless of whether or not there are republican majorities in the legislatures the gubernatorial houses the congress or the you know white house so Um, The Republican Party is nothing but a farce that has really um, brought uh, oppression and fascism upon our nation, basically. And so there's no way I could um, be involved with the Republican Party, even though I was formerly a Republican Party elected precinct committee man in um, northwestern Montana back in the 80s.
1: And, and, how, and was that Susan or was that uh Cindy that let to chime in? I can't remember like I don't know which one.
3: I I did want to say something but I'm not sure if it's
1: either.
3: I thought it I thought it was Sarah.
10: did Sarah leave?
1: No, it looks like we lost yeah, it looks like we lost Sarah and Chuck's uh, line, but it's a bum dropped left. off. Yeah. I, I Yeah, Must I, been I, I sent a message on Facebook to Chuck but it's not uh Responded. Perhaps they thought, yeah, I was trying to get Ed in because they disagreed with my uh, analysis. Which, of course, everyone here who's uh, coming to the show and you know been here coming here a long time know that you know that's not how I do things.
10: No, Chuck said he oh, had did, to go to did work. Chuck said he had to go to work. Yeah, Chuck did. Yes. Yeah.
1: Oh okay. I missed. I missed I, I miss him saying that. That's good. <laughs> I'm so bad. And then, and then, uh, you didn't, you didn't so that, that's stealing. why that dropped. Okay. Okay.
3: Um. So, um, can I speak or? Yeah,
1: you're you're. Yeah, so no, no, Susan, oh, you cannot. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. Go ahead.
3: <laughs> I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Uh-huh. Oh boy. <laughs>
0: um.
3: Well, I wanted to tell and welcome I I the the gentleman who is with the party that's coming to Idaho. Welcome to Idaho when you get here. I wanna know about it. It's uh home of Raw Labador <laughs> that unfortunately the home of that idiot Mike Simpson. <laughs> so anyway, I got two representatives from the state. But um what I I wanna talk about is Phyllis Shaffley, her she has a new book It's a rewrite of the other one, A Choice, Not an Echo. Certain Republican kingmakers use every trick in the book to get their person for president, and they control it. And in her 2014 update to that book, not much has changed. They have remained nothing but an echo of the New Deal Democrat. She published the original book in 1964, with the goal of breaking the hold of the Liberal Eastern establishment over the Republican Party, hoping that the party would nominate Senator Barry Goldwater. Well they did. However, like I said, they went after him with a vengeance. This is a a very good book. I remember reading the old one. I'd like to get hold of the new one and uh own it. Um but uh she has uh she has a lot of uh She founded the conservative grassroots, the Eagle Forum, uh, led the charge against the Equal Rights Amendment. And um, along with the John Birch Society, uh, is one of the two groups most responsible for putting the brakes on the proposed convention of state. Um, So, uh, uh, and now on to Clinton and Bush. You know, you can say that Jeb would lose. You can say that she would win. You can say a lot of things. But the one thing about them is they have done lots of cute things, Bill Clinton and George Bush, on Twitter, hashtags, reading each other's books, calling each other brother from another mother, uh, visiting the bedside, traveling around. I'm looking right here at the pictures of them. Uh, You know, they've called called each other brothers. I mean, hey, you know, I mean, so it's all a a big farce it's it's not their friends, their friends, just like lawyers behind the scenes argue um, with each other in the courtroom and then afterwards they go out to lunch, okay and um I have right in front of me also the picture of Cruz sitting with Henry Kissinger. You can google it. I put picture of Cruz sitting with Henry Kissinger and praising him. You can put that in there and you should get it. Um, honored to share a few moments with Dr. Kissinger and hear his thoughts on the challenges facing our nation. Excuse me? That itself made me question him. Because Kissinger is a war criminal. He's evil, and he's part of the New World Order. I wrote an article on him, and I will tell you what, the John Birch Society exposed him, Kissinger, you know. Uh, they had a book, I can't remember the name of it, but... Um, he is the, he 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 worked with Carter to get rid of the Shaweveron, and he he he's the one who told China at one time that he was guaranteeing Jeb Bush would be the president. He has a lot of influence, a lot. Now I can't say that he can always do it right every time, and I'm not saying Rubio is Jeb right because Jeb um, mentored Rubio, so this is. This fighting between them is, you know, I'm not saying there isn't some little bit of niggling. We, you know, how friends sometimes fight, but I believe that if they think Jeb can't make it, they want his the person he mentored, so it's all to make it look good. So there you go, three different thoughts.
0: <laughs> and Ed,
1: let's go ahead and bring uh, Ed back into it. It is. Uh well, well first actually let's go ahead and bring that back uh to you, uh J.R. and then we'll bring in uh, Ed with his comments and then we'll bring things uh back around. And we do okay. have uh Skype caller who would uh like to uh chime in and so we will uh bring him in as well. And okay. so go ahead uh go ahead, Jr. All
9: right. Well um as I said I had been formerly a Republican precinct committee person, committee man I also was involved with the Montana Libertarian Party and became chairman of the Montana Libertarian Party back in the 80s. I also uh, after leaving the Libertarian Party um joined the Montana Reform Party and became the chairman and put Patrick Buchanan on the ballot in Montana in the year 2000. I moved to Alaska in 2003 at which time I joined the Alaskan Independence Party. I became involved in that party a few years later and became um vice chairman and liaison to the Constitution Party. And so in 2010, it became obvious that um, the Constitution Party and the uh, Alaskan Independence Party would not be have a functional working relationship any longer, so it was necessary to create a, an Alaska Constitution Party, which I and a small group of people did. And so we've been working to build the party ever since. I ran for governor two years ago um hoping to get three percent of the vote. We fell just short of that, two point five percent of the vote. But we did make an impact on the elections and we did help to seat a an incumbent governor and and we are definitely involved in the Alaska political scene and um it's a microcosm really of the nation and so um just trying to do our part, just trying to encourage citizens everywhere to get involved in their, with their government on local, state and national levels. And so that's what this is all about, trying to get on the ballot in enough states. I've been listed on the California ballot. Um, I'm running, I'm seeking the Constitution Party nomination, but I'm also seeking the American Independent Party of California nomination. And I have been placed on the California primary, AIP primary ballot, as well as the Idaho Constitution Party primary ballot. So I'm on two um, state uh, primary ballots. Right now I will be for two different parties, so. So that's
12: that's that. So well, let's go well, ahead JR, and bring,
1: uh, bring Ed back, and then we have John on the line. Go ahead, Ed.
12: Well, JR, I want to thank you for uh, all your work, um, you know, all these organizations that you're working for, because that's what we need is grassroots and third parties like that uh, to show that, hey, you know, America isn't a bought and paid for system. And right. you know, I, my, hat, my hat's off for that That. Uh, a question on the Constitution, going back to the thirteenth, the dreaded thirteenth year of the twentieth century. How do you follow on the Federal Reserve on these sixteenth uh, and seventeenth amendments? Um, are these things that you oppose, or you know, what, what is your feeling going on them, or, or do you have a position on them?
9: Well, the Federal Reserve is extra constitutional, so it. Um, has no constitutional legitimacy. It needs to be abolished and should not be involved in our monetary policy. Um, What were the other amendments?
12: Uh, 16th and 17th, the IRS, uh, you know, income tax. And the 16th Amendment. And then the 17th Amendment was where they took, uh, this under the original Constitution, this Senate. Right.
9: Well, I don't think that the IRS is a legitimate, I think it's also extra constitutional. Um, I think the Constitution talks about tariffs and not about taxing the people from the federal government directly. So I think that, you know, that's pretty, uh, fairly simple. Um, 17th Amendment is a little more complex, and I think that erodes states, state well, how shall we say, accountability of the senators to the states, so the original right. 17th Amendment where the legislature, the governor would appoint, the legislature would uh, uh, confirm the senators from the various states did give the, a more of a built-in check and balance to the system, which we now are totally lacking And with the Citizens United ruling and all this corporate cash flowing into the system is just corrupting it beyond all recognition. So that, that's what I think.
12: Well, it sounds good. I Um, I was just curious if if the Constitution Party had those because, you know, um, I work with the Libertarian Party here in Florida, and I have worked with the Constitution Party in the past, but uh, they're not that big in Florida right now. There's no no chapters in my area, but uh, hopefully uh, they'll be growing.
9: Well, I hope so, too, and really, you know, I'm not, I belong to many different parties, but... The main thing is the ideology, which is a constitutionally-centered ideology that we, as American citizens, recognize our heritage, and um, we find the boldness and courage within ourselves, as our ancestors did, to defend these God-given rights that are merely outlined in the Constitution. They're not granted by the Constitution. They're just enumerated by the Constitution. So, you know, I'm willing to work with any party or any person that... uh, you know, issue to issue um, to expand our constitutional, um, the the constitutional rule of law in this country on all levels.
12: All right. I'll let uh, so the folks, next we, guy speak.
1: Yeah, you know, we'll bring in uh, John, but just to let folks know uh, that there's only about eight minutes left to call in uh, to the show before your audio, if you're out there listening, will be cut off. Now, we will be going into our extended period, which, while it is not live, will be part of our podcast. That will be available shortly after the show. And if you're new to the show and you're here on Blog Talk Radio, there's a way to get uh, email updates on uh, the upcoming shows, and that's by hitting the follow button there on Blog Talk Radio. And there's uh, other numerous ways to follow the show, such as uh, checking out the Bards Logic Political Talk website at www.bardslogicpoliticaltalk.com, where you can contact me, the host as well as uh, check out our Newsmax TV, as well as the Barge Logic newsroom. Uh, and you can also uh, send me messages if there's other topics you like to discuss or have other guests on that you would like uh, to have And here on the show. Uh, so you can check that out at the website. You can also follow me, the host, on Twitter. Uh, there's a button there on the homepage. where you can also uh, tweet out the show for other folks uh, who are your followers on Twitter. Can follow the show as well And I made that pretty easy for you Just click it and then uh, what's going to be Tweeted out is already there For you as well as on the contact page The email letter that I send out To folks on our email group uh, To get information about The previous And upcoming shows as well So check that out at www.bardslogicpoliticaltalk.com, And you'll be able to get A lot of those things there and so, let's go ahead and bring in John. Thank you very much, John, for coming to the show. How are you tonight?
7: Oh, I'm doing fine. Thank you so much for your show myself um this question or this comment has more to do with what was discussed a little earlier in the show, and it's kind of a double thread here. I keep hearing people talking about. Um, Ted Cruz being, you know, he's not supposedly a natural-born citizen of the United States in order to be eligible to be a president under our Constitution. And then Marco Rubio, from what I understand, was an anchor baby because neither one of his pre- his parents were um, legal citizens at the time of his birth, and he's never went through the naturalization process, so he wouldn't be natural-born considered either. But here's what I'm concerned about that. If Ted Cruz and, and Marco Rubio are some of the leading people that we're looking towards to elect, is the Democrats banking on that so that way once we finally settle on one of these two cats, they can go to court and rip him up? Because we know Obama's administration is probably not going to take Mrs. Clinton to jail. But they'll be really happy to <laughs> try really to they
10: me. Pardon me. You,
0: you I said even said they they exactly.
10: said And that's exactly what they're trying. They're waiting on, buddy. You got it. But, you got the nail on the head right there.
7: I don't. I don't hear anybody talking about Rubio being an anchor baby though. I only hear everybody talking about Ted Cruz being a not. You know, not natural born. And I'm like, well, I heard there was like three or four different lawsuits against Ted Cruz that were supposed to come up. And I heard one guy from his own mouth that's a Democrat, I think Mr. Grayson or something on one of these shows I've seen one day. He said he's getting his lawsuit ready and going to file it against Ted Cruz. But I don't hear anybody complaining about, you know, uh, Marco Rubio. And I'm just concerned because I'm like, hey, I don't want to invest all my time and energy caucusing for these people or getting people to vote and spending their money on their tra- campaigns. And then the Obama Department of Justice up you know, um, who should should we be suing the Republican National Committee for even allowing them to get on the ballot?
10: Well, yeah, probably. But there's, like um, Chuck was saying earlier tonight, it's a private organization. It's not like you can go after them for breaking a law or something. They make their own laws uh, as to who's going to uh, get their nomination. And as far as I've read in the in the green papers, there's nothing in there that says, um, you know, wh- wh- that you know they're doing anything wrong uh, if they should accept a candidate that doesn't happen to be qualified. Um, <clears throat> the American people are the ones who should be standing up against this, because uh, it appears that uh, ever since John McCain—well, John McCain at least was born on a, um, on, a, on, a on a American territory. Army base, right? It was an Army base anyway. So, yeah, he was okay. But this has gone back to um, Romney's dad. It's 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 been up. It's been before the Supreme Court before, and um, the, the the United States in the last couple of decades has pretty much decided that we're going to chunk our Constitution, and that includes our uh, our qualifications for president and and other things are going to start to go down. I mean, a lot of stuff has started to go down, but this is a pet peeve of mine and this is one of the reasons I've been so against Cruz all this time, is because even if, perchance, there was a SCOTUS case that clears him to run for the presidency, um, that's bad for our country, first of all. And uh, second of all, we just gave... Uh, uh, we, the future. We just gave the future away to whoever. Some guy from Sweden, come on in. Some guy from India, come on in. Some guy from China, come on mm-hmm. in. Uh, do what you want with our politics. We don't care. We're we're a country without borders now. We uh, we're part well, of the world. Well, they're getting
1: they're getting us ready to yeah you know, they're they're getting ready us, right. ready for they're trying to get us ready for us to have foreign uh, foreign people be our you know so called leaders.
10: Exactly, and so and so that's why this is so bad for us. And the only reason they haven't brought it up, uh, or at least um, you know the conservative um, social media and all those people haven't brought it up yet. It will be brought up now, but Rubio hasn't been at the top of the pile. It's been Cruz we've been a f- focusing on because he was at the top of the pile next next to Trump. But now that Rubio is. According to Hannity, writing a wave of of um momentum <laughs> now I guess um we're gonna have to we're gonna have to expose him too. There's a lot of people who don't know a lot of things about Rubio, and um those things need to come out as quickly as possible but you're you're absolutely right that people need to be focusing on that fact that he is just an anchor baby.
7: Well,
0: here's the thing, folks. Well, we've we've
10: talked we've talked about it here on this show, Susan. But when you look out there in La La Land uh, on the computer, social media, um, whatever television you decide to watch, um, at your own risk, they're not they're not discussing that at all out out in the open. Uh, We're one of the few places. Where you can go and hear that kind of stuff. Well, and that's million.
1: why, and I'm glad you said that, Cindy. Because, uh, but you know, not to tune any horns or anything. But and I'm glad you said that because that's why it's so important for folks uh, who are on this call tonight and listening here in the audience to uh, take the link to the show and you know, or, or as I said on the Bards Lodge Club Talk website on the email uh, letter that I send out uh, to folks in the email list. Uh, to go ahead and, and copy it, paste it, and send it out to people. Because Cindy, you made a great point, and I appreciate it. Uh, is that you're, you're right? I mean, here on Bards Logic, it's one of the few places that you will hear uh, these types of conversations. And a lot of people aren't going to get this unless, as I said, not like tune any horns, but unless they listen to this show. Uh, so let's uh, get that uh, those links out there to people so they can listen to it as well, and hopefully. They'll share it with their friends. We can actually get these words out to people because the mainstream media is not saying it, obviously. The so-called conservative media isn't doing it either. And then they're trying to imagine this. It seems like the only person who's going to be uh, allowable to be our president who's uh, running now, whether it's because either of their citizen status or possible status or criminalities, uh, what we're talking about, the possibility of criminalities with – Uh, Hillary Clinton and what she's got With felonies and and perhaps getting Indicted is Donald Trump (laughs) You know It seems like uh, of the people who are uh, You know it's either Donald Trump or Bernie Sanders who are between you know either socialist or, or Donald Trump because, I mean, if, 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 I would say if Hillary tries to bring them about Marco Rubio or Ted Cruz, anything with citizenship, well, they could just go back and say, well, let's look about indicting. What kind of state of our politics is when we, when the people who are the front runners, you know, in, in our election are either possibly un, ineligible to run or a criminal who could know, should be arrested and, and be in line to be the president of, uh, of the United States? President of the so called free world, you know, the, you know, I mean, of uh, the fear leader of the so called free world. And the only person that we can is a billionaire businessman in Donald Trump. So, who so we really he don't know, he may very we well be the either. most possible <laughs> candidate for us to have. Uh, <laughs> just
3: uh, I tell this you. is just pissing off uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger because he wanted to run for president. Uh, yeah, he's probably he's probably really unhappy right now. And and what do you guys say to the the uh, a lot of the senators and representatives, first senators? Uh, They have dual citizenship.
10: Yeah, you know, Cruz and only Israel- gave up his, his. Cruz only gave up his dual dual citizenship with with uh, Canada in 2013.
3: But we have a lot of them that have dual citizenship with Israel. I don't think they should be
7: loud. You have to wonder if Cruz or Rubio ever actually had their citizenship, because if Cruz and his parents, you know, they were in Canada when he was born, and then when he came over, he never went through the naturalization process either and just assumed a Social Security number and went on living his life, then where did he ever become an actual?